1: Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm
2: Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual,
3: Textual healing. healing. So. I don't know if you guys have heard, but we have a Patreon. That's and right. Brent needs to pay rent. So you guys really <laughs> I, <do>. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need every
2: penny I can get right now, guys. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a lot of
3: fun. Yeah, we I'm have sorry. this new segment that we do that is only on Patreon at the $8 level for um where we call it Oh, you son of a bitch. And it's basically the things we talk about mm-hmm. before we get on the podcast, because before yeah. we start recording the podcast, we always have this sort we of. Shoot we, we shoot
2: the shit. We shoot the shit. We catch up. We tease Elliot. We tease yeah. Alan. <laughs> this, and if they tease week, me back, I don't like
3: it. But yeah. Anyway. But if, if we tease Brent, he gets off the the call. Um, but oh, we, we made you. fun of Elliot for his rope sandals, which we actually <laughs> <Yeah>. love <laughs> and admire. Right. We love his rope sandals. Yeah. I mean, there's so many fun things we talked about. Gay days at Disneyland. Yes, that's and right. That was a shocking opinion. One. My shocking opinion. That you was think, a curveball have to go to the patreon to find out what my opinion was guys so. listen
2: to the patreon give elliot two oh dollars and 75 cents go listen to the patreon no it's
3: fun <laughs> and we, we price the patreon at a what you would pay for your favorite only fan star who maybe doesn't like give you all that you want that's the level that's of pricing right. that we have that's
2: exactly right that's actually the perfect way of putting yeah. it because i joined an only fans this weekend and it i did not get what i wanted
3: um <laughs> well guys you can go to patreon.com slash you're making it worse and subscribe there it's a lot of fun we do it weekly and all kind brent is going to be uploading photos of sort of elliot's unhinged moments like there's so yeah. much fun things happening so go there choose your level of subscription and it's a lot of fun so much fun and i also want to yes. say before we get started today a good happy birthday so one of my favorites, Jonathan, who loves both of you as well.
2: Happy birthday, Jonathan. Happy birthday.
3: I mean, getting happy a birthday happy birthday Jonathan. at the top of the show is a big one. That's a, a huge, I don't think we've ever done that. I don't think he's you've an ever an done it fan. for me. He's even. an early fan. And oh, I that's have really have sweet. Say, a, he's a big supporter of the podcast. So thank no. you. He's happy a birthday, Jonathan. I we appreciate I it. Want to join Jonathan. I love him today, very much. On. Well, it's a good one too. You should. I'll I'll send you the screenshots of the text. Is it um, nude? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, we have some trans moments to talk about with mm. country music and how transphobia and country music is becoming scandalous right now.
1: Mm. Yes, this episode is very today's episode. is actually quite interesting. We're talking about country music and sports. Uh, yeah, two things you might not very uh, loaded you know, align with gay stuff. But yeah, are we hot topicing
3: um, today?
2: This... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm the sunny i love
1: sunny um,
3: i don't want to be here
2: <laughs> oh that's wait that was a that was a
3: the view a reference, view reference. Yeah. okay yeah
2: i thought you were literally um, talking about like some like hot topic like in the mall or something it's <laughs> like oh all right Alan, it's a bit, <laughs> bit of a dated reference but okay
3: no it's, it's current Thank go you. ahead elliot
2: so
1: there's a, a big country music singer named jason aldean um I, I don't know i mean i
2: I don't listen. Best known, for I, I listen to like Las uh shooting. Oh, is he is that what <laughs> oh, that's he, right. he was on stage when 50 oh, wow. people were murdered in the oh, audience. Not you're that I'm right. actually saying it's his fault, but that is that is certainly his <laughs> biggest claim to fame. That is his fault. Not his
1: fault. Um at all. I didn't know that though, <laughs> not interesting. at all Yeah. Yeah, but he's a he's a huge country star. I I, I don't uh, country music doesn't make sense to me outside of like the good stuff like Dolly Parton and Willie Nelson, like actual music where the rest yeah. of it sounds like Made it Bonnie like it's Raid. made in a factory chicks, team, you know. Yeah, no, Bonnie Wright's amazing. Yeah, the Bonnie chicks are great. Country, I just though, like I mean like Jason Aldean Raid. and she's not. Yeah, she's not. no. Anyway, um, so Jason Aldean is a huge country star, and his wife, um, is a huge outspoken Trumper uh, named Brittany Aldean. and she's kind of like a one of those people who doesn't real. do anything. Of yeah. course, but, but of course, but her, but his wife is like a you know, Instagram hot. Yes woman like with all the work and the hair and she's you know that's like she's a personality so she's a big trumper um and she made national headlines when she posted um i'd really like to thank my parents for not changing my gender when i went through my tomboy phase i love this girly life
3: Mm. uh which she was was doing it while she was like putting on makeup on instagram and it was like it (laughs) it was it was it wasn't even like an intentional comment it was which just shows you how much of a dumb piece of shit she is but yeah it's sort of she was just sort of putting on makeup and had this throwaway comment where she said this and it's like fuck you Why? Which, Why? and then
1: enter and jason commented i guess underneath like i'm glad they didn't too because you and i wouldn't have worked out oh so hmm. um now you know country gay like queer stuff in country music, those things really do not go together necessarily, you you might think. Unless but, you're um, Casey <laughs>
2: Musgrave. How dare you. <laughs>
1: that's right. But I just I, you know, this uh, a firestorm uh really brewed over this and um uh his Jason's publicist dropped him, which is a pretty big thing, um, mm-hmm. especially because they announced the news but in a very apolitical way by saying, we aren't the best people for the gig anymore, but we'll always be big fans of his music. He's one of the greatest live entertainers in country music. And that's a huge oh. client to sacrifice, but his wife uh, lo- like has really uh, tampered da- or, 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 um, down or dug her feet in, yeah, yeah double down and, and dug her feet in over this whole thing by Insisting, I mean, I guess it was sort of a throwaway comment that was clearly anti, it was transphobic, but mm-hmm. she has dug her, dug her heels in and launched a line of Barbie-themed shirts that read, <laughs> don't tread on our kids. Yeah. A- Marin, <laughs> and, and then- Bring up bring
3: up Maren, because what Maren did was-
1: Yeah, double. So Marin Morris is like a, she's not a really a country singer. She sort of, you know, sort she's of- uh, She's country- She's country- Posed the line. She's country alt, sure, but she does Sonic with a Z and she does a lot of pop music. But anyway, she's phenomenal. And she (laughs) she called Britney the um, insurrection Barbie. Mm -hmm. Um, And after that, Tucker Carlson called Marin a lunatic, which she embraced by selling T-shirts that said lunatic country music person and donated over a hundred thousand dollars to a transgender,
3: to the transgender community. It's just like the so way you it. fucking do it. It's the way yes. you fucking do it. If you're yeah. going to like, I, Lisa Lampanelli for whatever least you say, but at least a couple years ago with gay men's health crisis, she did that where they had protesters show up at her show. And she said for every protester that shows up, I'll get, I'll donate a thousand dollars to gay men's health crisis. And like over a hundred did. So she made like $150,000 donation to gay men's health. Like that's how you do it. You just yes give back in a sort of smart ass way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, all of it to say that, like, it's a surprising um, intersection where, you know, I guess I personally wouldn't be fully surprised that that people would respond positively to Brittany Aldean being transphobic. But it's so interesting to see this backlash from Marin Morris. And then um, in the article that I was reading, this is on The Washington Post. Um, Casual uh, observers—they wrote—casual observers uh, may assume that country music is all conservative, but what's surprising is that Nashville's Davidson County is predominantly Democratic. They called it a little blue oasis in the middle of Tennessee. Uh, uh, One of the longtime managers um, said that. Who estimated that 65% of country music executives lean liberal, but like in this case, they generally keep quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought it was really interesting, and especially because it—it wasn't even just about like queer stuff it was particularly yeah. specifically about being transphobic and doing so in a way that was not pro- it, know, this I, was not a it was yeah. out of nowhere
2: i definitely think it's a good thing obviously i always think it's a good thing to have you know people come to the defense of the trans community especially trans kids but i, I don't know there's also a part of me that's still like do we always have to pick fights over ev-? like i feel like we take the bait a lot not that this was a bait but like like when i hear that quote i'm just like that's just It's just a dumb, ignorant thing. Like, do we have to turn this into such like a scream fest between factions? Like, why don't we just like occasionally let someone, some dipshit say something dumb and just let it go? I don't know.
3: know? I don't think I I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I don't think you need to turn it into like a, like a screaming match, but I do think that, and this is what Maren Morris did, which I think is so smart that she just commented on the, the post saying, you know, basically this is wrong that's a wrong thing to say you shouldn't be saying this and that's it and I feel like that's what we're supposed to do when you shouldn't go out and try to cancel people and do everything that that do all the the stuff that people that we're afraid of people doing just call it out if someone says something that is ignorant discriminatory wrong say yo that's not cool don't Mm. say that and then if someone comes back at you and pushes back on you doing the right thing Well, then do what Maren Morris does if you're in a position to do so and stand up. Make t shirts. Make make t shirts. -shirts. That then can benefit the community that's being targeted here, which is exactly what she did in a really funny, snarky way. And I will say, too, she does the same thing with the things she said, um, because she won. The American Country Music Awards stuff. This right, she was a big yeah, artist sure. last year. And yeah, yeah. She was big on during, um, you know, supporting Black Lives Matter, which was very controversial yeah. in the in the country music space. And she's she's been, which is insane that that's controversial in any space. But you know, <laughs> yeah. she she's been really outspoken. And what I'll say about the Nashville thing, that thing, I'm kind of like whatever because it's like the the last president who was a very conservative Republican president came from New York City. So like it's it's kind of like there are, there are, there are pockets in each state and each city and each urban place that like are going to be liberal or democrat sure. or conservative and it's just it's but what country it. music is
1: also the same genre where Morgan Wallen that guy Morgan Wallen was caught on tape using the n-word and yeah. he generally behaves quite badly but like really you know said some hard, horrific things and the country music world not only embraced him but they helped uh regurgitate not regurgitate, re- revitalize his career yeah. such yeah. that he was like topping the charts while also being canceled quote unquote oh, so and, and that's and that again that's not even that's not like we're getting behind this guy for a reason it's like we're getting behind this racist who was caught openly being speaking really repugnantly
3: but i mean um, at the end of the day that's business like and i, I hate to say yeah. it but like you look at sort of hollywood in the same way and we up with harvey weinstein's things because of business we put up with a lot of sort of really disgusting behavior over the years because someone needed to get paid and yeah and I know it is in country music too that he's making money for people so why would they try to even jump on the bandwagon of canceling him even though what he says is deplorable yeah yeah i
1: guess so i don't know this if, if anything this makes me surprisingly even less interested in listening to jason aldean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Not even joking. Well, we are joined today by, uh, I would say, a little bit of an out of the box guest, and I think we're all particularly exciting, excited out of to the have box. And but in the, inside the ring. That's right. Out oh, of the box, but in the ring. Oh, Elliot! Yeah, everyone in with the good ones. Everyone, Anthony Bowens, <laughs> in out wrestler, is joining us today from
0: AEW. Anthony. Hey guys, how are you?
2: Pretty good. good. How are you. Oh
0: wow tired very tired yeah, yeah. we don't oh we, we were
3: saying before we started recording we don't usually have athletes on yeah. probably because well we don't there aren't that many don't out know athletes me. yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> I mean <laughs> like well at least that we know of you know what I mean yeah, yeah. and out in a lot of ways amongst other there are very prominent out athletes as well but not a huge list which we're yeah. very well we're glad you're here to shed some light on the wrestling moment because I love wrestling do you? Oh, my God. I grew up and not just in the horn ball way, which that part of it is there, too, of course. That's like so there was great. that element. But I grew up obsessed with like WWF, Undertaker yeah. all the way. I wanted to be in a coffin with him. I wanted to hold. <laughs> yes, I, I remember
2: the. Co- but by, by the way, let's talk for a second about the coffin. Like, yes! that was like a literally a preeminent moment in my childhood. Anthony, uh, do you are you familiar with with this this moment?
0: Uh, well, he, he was the coffin a lot of times okay.
2: so.
3: Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when he first started. Cause he kind of came in, I don't know if it was the early nineties or the late eighties, I forget, but I remember very distinctly. I was a kid and I was with all my straight little brother or all my straight brothers. And they were all like, this dude sucks. It's just a show. And I'm like, <laughs> I love the drama of it. Yeah. Like it was yeah. so theatrical. And he really brought a, a
0: theater to sort yeah. of like the ring in a lot of ways. It was just so fun. Well yeah, that's what we do. It's it's kind of like uh, it is basically theater, a very, very painful physical version of the theater. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah.
2: So Anthony, let me let me ask you first. Let's just kind of start at the beginning. When did you get really into wrestling? And when was like the moment that you realized like this is what I'm this is what I'm gonna do, this is what I want to pursue.
0: So I was watching TV when I was seven, and this guy, his name is Sting. He has like uh, have you ever mm-hmm. seen the movie The Crow? Yeah, yeah. Basically, it was a, a character based off that character. Mm-hmm. And um, he was so mysterious and he was t- trying to fight this guy. His name was uh, Hulk Hogan. I'm sure you guys might mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was this huge match. And I just became obsessed with it since I was like six years old from then on. And then I played baseball for like 11 years. So I was always in the sports um, and I was like really small and skinny. And yeah. frail. Huh. So I didn't really think that I was um, ever able to do something like pro wrestling. And once I stopped playing baseball, uh, I had this like gap in my life where I was so used to being on the field for four, five, six hours a day yeah. that I needed some creative or physical outlet other than the gym to, uh, um, I guess, get my aggression out yeah. uh, or my my athletic side out. Yeah. And um, I just, I well, remember, I fell back in love with pro wrestling and I decided to pursue it.
2: Wow. So what did, when you were a kid, what did you become obsessed with? Was it the acrobatics was the was it the drama involved or was it that the, these like athletes are yeah okay, right. <laughs> yeah right yeah was it the coffins um, or the flips <laughs> it was not the
0: coffin it was it was everything wrestling is every form of entertainment wrapped into one you know you have athleticism you have drama you have all different genres of 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 theater with comedy. Yeah. Um, everything. So it's like, it's everything just kind of combined. So I, I fell in love with the characters on the show. I love the physicality of it. The flips were pretty cool. I love the energy of the live crowd. They yeah. had like really awesome um, entrances, the music, the yeah. pyro the fireworks, the whole package. It was so cool to me.
3: There's also something about like the crowd. When you mention the energy of the crowd, because like wrestling crowds are unlike any other crowd in, mm-hmm. in sports really in that sure, crowds will boo. But I feel like, wrestlers, if, if, if a wrestler comes out that the crowd does not like or part of the crowd does not like, they yeah. do not hold. Yeah. There's no respect. There's no holding back. Like the crowd lets you know they are not on your side. Does that, is that hard to ever like hear sort of when crowds get negative?
0: No, because our job is to elicit a response from the crowd. We want them to be emotionally um, invested. We just had an instance where um, this past or two weeks ago at the, our biggest paper of the year, uh, mm-hmm. All Out, Um, It was myself and my tag team partner versus uh, the tag team champion Swerve in our glory. Mm -hmm. And we ended up being the match of the night because the crowd was so into it. So behind us, my tag team, the acclaimed were actually one of the hottest acts in professional wrestling right now in terms of eliciting a crowd response, like you were just uh, referring to. And these people were going absolutely crazy and, on paper, they were supposed to be cheering the tag team champions because they're also good guys, but yeah. they were booing the absolute shit out of them because wow. they wanted us to win. Um, so, and, and that energy is unlike anything I've ever felt in my entire life. Like It was absolutely bonkers. I didn't sleep probably until 5, 6 in the morning because oh, the adrenaline wow. wouldn't wow.
2: wear off. Wow. It's a, a different animal. That is so How exciting. You- oh, go ahead, Elliot.
1: How much of do you, when we talk about storylines, you know, how much of it is all a, autonomous and in your control versus how much of it? And not to pull back the curtain, I don't know if that's you know touche, but oh, how um, dare you! I don't know; it's all new to me.
0: Um, so we're fortunate enough in all elite wrestling, AEW, to have uh, pretty. I don't say we don't have creative control, but we have the um, what's the word were able to pitch ideas and we our our creativity is heard yeah, uh, with yeah. Our boss, tony Khan. so actually the thing that actually launched the acclaimed into having this newfound passion from the fans was we did pitch an idea uh to our boss tony and he greenlit it and we ended up making that one of the most popular storylines mm-hmm. in really wow. in wrestling and you guys will probably love this um so my catchphrase which Ended up is now becoming the or is the best-selling T-shirt in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Oh, is Scissor me, daddy ass.
3: Ah, so, wait, say, <laughs> again, say that again. Say that again.
0: Scissor me, daddy ass. Oh, oh yes. there we go. Yeah.
3: <laughs> wow, that's also so, Elliot's nickname. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so basically, I'm if I can make a, a very long story short, mm-hmm. um, or at least medium. Yeah. So there was this legendary professional wrestler who's with AEW right now, uh, Billy Gunn. He was in this faction way back in the WWF days called Degeneration X. And they were a bunch of hooligans and their catchphrase was like, suck it. And they'd point to their crotch. Yeah, and, oh, I remember God. that. I yeah. those. we'd
2: to. Yes. You know,
3: just last week, we were talking about yearbooks and how someone on the front of my yearbook did the suck it thing on. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah.
2: And just last night, Elliot did that at a bar. But that was. Yeah, a, a oh he was picking up the whole story. <Yeah>. Anyway, can-
3: <laughs>
2: anyway, continue.
0: So, um, Billy Gunn, who was in that faction, was one of the originators of that. Uh, is with our company, and his sons are also wrestlers now. Mm-hmm. Uh, their names are Austin and Colton, but they're bad guys, and the fans, to get under their skin, will yell at them ass boys because <laughs> their father's name was Mr. Ass. Yeah. <laughs> ass boys. Yeah. And to combine that with us, we started a faction with them. So we are like, you want to be our f- storyline? Do you want to be our friends? Yeah. Uh, we will link together. So – Uh, the acclaimed and the ass boys became a thing. And now our handshake is called the scissor. So basically I have my fingers out like this as an A for the acclaimed. Uh And then my partner will come from behind and go. (laughs) Wow.
2: There you go. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. Kind of like in grade school, right? Yes. Yeah. Remember that that hand thing you would do where you would like, open? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: So that's our handshake. And it caught on so much that. Literally, fans. That's all they want to do with us. They want a scissor with the acclaimed. Uh-huh. We'll have meet and greets. We'll do like fans. All they're bringing scissors in the stand signs, and wow. everyone's like, oh, "Yeah,
2: that must be
3: so insane. fun. That's insane. So one, Go ahead. Uh,
0: so one day uh, we were doing a storyline where I was in a wheelchair. We were minutes before going uh, out onto national television, like literally maybe two or three minutes. And every time we come out, my my uh, my tag partner Max, he raps and insults our opponent and i'm like his hype man and at the end i yell the city's name the crowd goes ah, yeah they right. the have arrived but for some reason i thought it would be funny if i said the my line and then added scissor me daddy ass and then <laughs> Billy would do this with yeah. me. i didn't ask anybody because i was afraid they were gonna say no so i just went out live tv i screamed it to the arena and millions at home and then i got back no one said anything to me and i went on the twitter and people were like, did, did Bones just yell, scissor me daddy? Yeah, ass? <laughs> and it became a thing. Wow. We have t-shirts. Wow. It's uh, we were scissoring with people. Um the, the the roof blows off the building when I stand in the middle of the ring and I just throw up my two fingers in the yeah. air. Uh-huh. Yeah. Everyone and so, so, anticipation the fucking scissor. That's <laughs> so oh great. God, man. So, man. Man. so wait, so let me ask you a little bit
2: about like what was so what was your process coming out like? I mean, you are you know, an out gay wrestler, which is extraordinarily rare. So what was that process like with the fans, with the company, et cetera?
0: So um, I was in the, when did I come out? I came out in January of 2017. I wasn't with All Elite Wrestling yet. I was still on the independent, So I Uh didn't have, I wasn't on TV yet. Um, So I've always felt like I should come out earlier. I should have, Mm -hmm. but I stayed in the closet because of pro wrestling, because one, I didn't know. Um, how fans would react um, I didn't know how other wrestlers would, would react right. because you know wrestling is very physical and right. even though we are working with each other um, people can actually fight you if they so choose so sure right. did, this person not like my quote-unquote lifestyle and then try to you know mess with me and then I'd have to be in a situation where I'm defending right. my there right. are so many different variables so I, I, I put it off and then um, I met my boyfriend Michael in May of 2016 oh wow we dated uh in secret for 6 months which i feel terrible about but uh he liked me enough to mm-hmm. stick with me because mm-hmm. my promise to him was like I-, I don't plan on being in the closet forever Yeah, um, i just want the time to be right and i don't want to feel like i'm forced i guess yeah, yeah. and everyone should uh, have that i think
2: yeah that seems reasonable yeah. yeah
0: so um you know he put up with that and then he was he always wanted to start a youtube channel mm. and um he would have loved to have done it with me and he was like hey let's you know let's make a youtube video um and i was like eh, i, I, I don't, <laughs> right not about that right now um, and then i saw uh, like how um maybe like upset that he was and i saw the hurt mm-hmm. in his face mm-hmm. and i was like, it broke my heart was like you know what screw it you have like five subscribers no one's ever going to see this <laughs> Right. Uh, so we made a video called the laughing challenge where you put up a video of like a, a compilation of like funny clips, Yeah. You put a bunch of water in your mouth and the loser is like the one that spits out the water first. Mm-hmm. So we made a cute little video together. Um, he uploaded it, didn't think anything of it. He got like 20 views. <laughs> and then maybe like three months after that, uh, my good friend in wrestling at the time texted me. He was like, dude, why didn't you tell me with like the dots? Yeah. and my stomach sank and i, I knew exactly what it, what it was about so, mm-hmm. but i played dumb and it was like you don't have to like beat around the bush we saw the video everyone saw the video like we literally don't care we love you you're a yeah. great performer you've been our friend for x amount of years like That's great just the typical like i wish you would have told you i yeah. uh, told us um and then at that point i was like my co-workers accept me my parents love and support me mm. uh, I had been out to my best friends at that point for six years they made me super comfortable with myself and were super supportive like I, I don't know where I would be without them yeah um, and then I had this amazing relationship with Michael like these are the the core of what I need in life yeah mm. I don't give a shit about you know anybody else at this point point. Uh, and I'm also a pro wrestler who's looking to you know mm. make it one day so I have this unique um I guess, platform to connect with other possible closeted yeah. apps. Like, I can make some change. Yeah. You know? Oh, my and God, of course. Yeah. I was like, you know what, screw it. So we had a couple's night, uh, game night. Michael and I went to his friend's place. And um, I don't know what it was, but it just felt like it was time. Mm-hmm. I picked up my phone. I typed it out on... Um, on facebook oh wow The relationship request thing because I remember uh, back then I was a facebook yeah. official but I was it wasn't like anything <laughs> so dated
2: so dated this uh, on facebook yeah. game night yeah. does that to people <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, the game night brings <laughs> yeah. out crazy we all get things very people. emotional we all get yes. very emotional yes. during yes. games of shoots um, and ladders yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so i um i hit send it turned off my phone i threw it away and then like 45 minutes later i was like michael go Go open your phone, mm-hmm. and he picked up his phone. And he saw the the relationship request, and his whole—I'll never forget—his whole face lit up. He had this, the Aww. biggest smile on his face. And then um we sat together, and we read all through all the comments and stuff, which was like ninety-nine percent positive. Yeah, yeah. that's like
3: sweet.
0: Relief head. That's great.
3: Well, what's so interesting to me about—I mean, with wrestling, what I love about wrestling is that it is. And I don't care what the straight dudes think. It is real. It's the gayest sport out there. I mean, first <laughs> off, every single wrestler, like, profe- like in the you know in the leagues, have the gay- they're porn names. I mean, you they're they're literally porn star names, but for wrestling and out there too, they're like, they're in these skimpy little shorts running around like jumping on <laughs> scissoring each other. <laughs> I mean, it's to me, it's like I feel like it's an opportunity, and wrestling is an opportunity for straight men specifically to see. Oh well, yeah. Maybe, maybe we have been a little queer all these. Maybe this is a little queer, and guess what? It's okay. It's okay to They be... won't
0: admit it though. Yeah, yeah. They, they
3: yeah. won't admit it. Still, no, the
0: never. They'll never admit it. You don't think huh. so? No, they're they're too. Everyone's too uptight about them themselves. Yeah.
1: So do you still face pushback within wrestling? As far as
0: like fans? No, like every fans. Well, I guess supers-
1: anybody. Though. Fans or even within the, the organization.
0: No, AEW um, that was one of the things that impressed me most when I first came there before um, I got signed. So basically the way you get signed, sometimes they maybe you get lucky and they see you and they automatically actually sign you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this happened to be in the pandemic. So what they do is they bring you in as an extra. You basically come in to um, be an enhancement for their current stars. And that also served as like a tryout.
3: Mm-hmm. So I
0: did that and I just saw how inclusive and relaxed that the locker room was. Um, so we have Sunny Kiss on the roster; she's the only first uh, gender fluid professional wrestler on mm-hmm. national TV. We have Nyla Rose, who is the first uh, trans woman to win a national title oh. on television. Um, I think at one point, one of our shows during the pandemic, Tony Khan, he likes he honestly he kept wrestling or independent wrestlers alive during it because. Mm. He was giving a lot of people work Mm. if they were able to make it down there. And one particular um, episode, I think we had, I think, nine out LGBTQ wrestlers on the the show, uh, on our YouTube show. So the, the locker room was super inclusive. So it was and it's something that I don't ever have to even. Think about, you know, in some scenarios, sometimes you have to watch out depending on what part of the country you're in and stuff like that. Yeah, right. None of that ever um, becomes a thing when I'm at work. And if anything, people you know, really embrace it or laugh about it, yeah. if it comes up in that particular way. Um, do, do, you,
2: do you also find that like gay fans are coming out in larger numbers now? Um, yeah, and coming because it's, a, it's a
0: more I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, please, please cut them off.
2: Yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Talk over me. It's all
0: right. <laughs> it's a more inclusive uh, environment. Press, uh, professional wrestling in general has come a long way like that. I believe there's an instance on the independence where somebody yelled out something homophobic and the cr- crowd almost rioted on them to get them oh, uh, kicked out of the show. Yeah, so people do really rally behind and have each other's backs to make sure that. Um, when you're in crowds like that, that you're, you're in a, a safe place, you'll yeah. always get like a random drunk ass dude. Yeah. Uh, depending on what part of the country that you're in, they'll yell out some dumb shit. Sure. Uh, but they'll get tossed.
3: But that is something that I've like, I, I'm I'm friends with RJ city. I don't know if you know him, but he's a, he's a, yeah, as well. he's yeah. With us, yeah. 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 He's great. He's the best. And one of the things that I've messaged with him over the years is that it does seem like wrestling does have its sort of niche. Like it is kind of like the internet in a way where, if the crowd is behind you, they're gonna almost compete to show how much they're behind you and drown yeah. out anyone who is. stands. Isn't. Yeah, you Two have stands, yeah. and they're hardcore yeah. stands. And with I think the the acceptance of sort of queer wrestlers and people of different sort of gender, sort of the gen- the spectrum of genders in in wrestling, I feel like those stands are really gonna be the ones that are gonna drown out some of those the, the the small faction of people who are maybe saying negative things or doing negative things, and hopefully then create a a better yeah. space for wrestling.
0: That's exactly what it is. I think um people want to come to a show and and be free of drama and forget about all of the bs yeah. that goes on that kind of stuff that's out there in the world. They don't want to hear that. Um they they do a good job policing themselves, I think. Yeah.
3: They want to see Wait, you scissor.
2: Yeah, they want to see you scissor. I do I'm actually just curious what is tell us a little bit about like what's the what's your daily life like? what's your travel schedule like? And like, the are there certain requirements you have when it comes to like, and work, I have like lifting weights and all that stuff. So just tell us oh, and, and Elliot. Yeah,
1: and an addendum to that. Like, how much do you have to shave your body? Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair question. Um, okay, I'll start with the shaving because that's the easiest right now. <laughs> um, I do, I shave my armpits. I shave my quads and my chest. Mm-hmm. You can be hairy if you like, like. What kind
1: quads? Of- you can <laughs> your quads yeah. are your like Hair. thighs basically oh uh, yeah, okay. razor
2: ramon was hairy remember him he was a he was a yeah razor yeah, a hairy cat. yeah, he yeah.
1: Was oh wrestler. i didn't i thought that because i remember it was all everybody was like uh, like waxed and tanned mm. um
0: you can it yeah. just really depends yeah. i think the only thing that's kind of universal that everyone does is they shave your, your armpits, Why right. the armpits? Like, ah, and your pits are just yeah oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that true. actually that,
2: that kind of makes sense there's yeah you don't want to have like <laughs> dad chest hair you know you want to have either razor ramon chest hair or you want to be like like smooth you yeah. know
1: you gotta look, uh, yeah burt reynolds
2: yeah. all right sorry right,
1: right. Step right. On you, but yeah, um, i was curious about that but yeah,
3: yes what do you do eat for breakfast questions? and how much do you bench
0: <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> bench is a good um, that's a good question
0: those sides of things uh, i don't eat breakfast i don't like breakfast in the morning yeah. i like breakfast at night.
3: so it's but, not yeah. the most important um, meal yeah
0: no not for me at least <laughs> right but um as far as lifting i'll lift four or five times a week because i'm uh psychotic but most mm. of it's because of you need to have extremely good uh cardio right. if you're not in cardiovascular shape you are completely dead in the water because yeah. people think oh it's just you know wrestling you're doing a move but you're doing so many functional movements at once you're moving you're stopping you're sprinting yeah. you're lifting body weight you're slamming you're getting slammed yeah and you're doing that for 20 minutes straight there's people who are like pro athletes that come in for tryouts and they can't get through two minutes of a match because yeah. they're so windy yeah so you got to be in good cardiovascular shape um so that takes up a lot of my time uh traveling basically our schedule is will leave uh on a tuesday we're live on wednesday and then they come home thursday bare minimum. Mm-hmm. But then we have times like October where um I'm barely going to be home maybe like seven, six, seven days during uh, the month. Yeah. We'll leave Tuesday, we're live Wednesday, fly to the next city Thursday, live Friday, and then Saturday fly home or um, I also have other appearances that I have to do for yeah. independent dates, as yeah. well as like meet and greet or signings. For yeah. Comicon. When you
1: when you say you fly to shoot, are you shooting in different cities, like your like different games? Basically, there's no different one arena. studio.
0: We're in a different we're arena different every areas. single week. So, yeah. like this upcoming week, um, we're going to be in Arthur Ashe Stadium, which is the stadium that the U.S. Open is Queens, in New York City and yeah. wow. Queens. Yeah, so yeah. we'll be there um for that's one of our bigger shows of the year uh we were just doing- wait
3: the- i have a question about it's yeah. on the lines of the shaving stuff i so like when you're in i've always wondered this so if i like people are jumping from like the ring what do they call the ropes yeah the, ropes. Yeah, and the, the top they are jumping from the ropes and you're in these tiny little outfits like i've always wondered what do you do to keep your nasty bits inside because when you slam in it's like if anyone, it's like diving into a pool, sometimes your shorts come off and I, you're going at so much force that I would imagine like a ball would sneak out or something at some <laughs> point. Like, how do Fair you keep point. it all in?
1: And also the um, irony the irony here is that Alan does drag, so he's also tucking and I don't know yeah, if there's right. some over <laughs> there, but. I mean, question. balls
3: fall out sometimes. I mean, mine's small sure. enough, they stay in, but others, mm-hmm, they fall out. Mm-hmm
0: um we don't talk we can't we don't have the opportunity to talk because that might kind of hurt yeah. yeah
3: you that's, the but, yes, that's actually the, um
0: the i guess there's been i guess the biggest malfunction would be i can't remember how long ago it was it had to be at least 15 to 20 years ago um where there's this wrestler matt cardona he was in a ring i don't know if it was televised and it was for i think wwf back in the day mm-hmm. Um, he went to go grab the guy's trunks mm. and he grabbed it so hard that the trunks and his underwear ripped off. Oh. So he was completely naked in the middle of the arena. Oh, wow. running oh my god. Holding the- <laughs> oh. his private parts to make sure nobody saw it. But huh. that's probably the biggest example. But yeah. um, for the most part, I don't know, everything's my gear is custom fitted to me. I have a nice yeah. drawstring to keep them nice and tight. Yeah. Um, I wear underwear underneath to keep an extra layer there. Yeah. And Do you wear a cup? Yeah, That
2: makes sense. Alan's just a perv. He's just a perv. I think it's
0: a legitimate <laughs> thing people want to know. No, I'm just
2: kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> that, that is, you no, know, it is a fair question. And let me ask one more question, Anthony. Are there ever like stuff, Um. Uh, uh, a, a, a part of the wrestling match? Is there ever, Um, an acrobatic technique or something that you're just like, I don't want to do this, or this is Mm, terrifying. Or do you get really excited when something is like particularly difficult or, or dangerous?
0: Um, Yeah, I do. Actually, we were just in a, um, a match called a dumpster match. Mm. Is where you have to beat up your opponent badly enough to where you dump them into a dumpster and close the lid. (laughs) Nice, nice. I'm
3: gonna
0: incorporate um, that in a
3: drag show. Yeah, that's That's great. (laughs) That's (laughs) funny.
0: And we did some crazy stuff. My partner jumped off a 15 foot awning thing through a guy through a table. Oh wow! Um, I got thrown off one of the dumpsters through a pile of garbage cans. So that that kind of stuff really thrills me from time to time. Just kind of having those uh, dangerous moments yeah um but for the most part i guess things that i don't like is like you can take me up to the top of the entrance which could be 25 feet in the air and throw me off right would not kick but anything where i go backwards like if i do a backflip i can't
3: no trust falls my body
0: (laughs) freaks out I, i start twisting and turning and it makes it very unsafe because if you don't um, people think that the, 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 the ring is like a trampoline. It's really hard. Right. I've heard but that you have to learn to train. Uh, we have to learn to fall properly and as flat as possible. So your whole body absorbs yeah. the impact right. as opposed to if you fall on your side or you fall on your head, like people get like yeah. people who first start training and they learn to fall almost get knocked out completely. Some actually do get knocked out because they don't realize how yeah, hard it is. Right. They just throw themselves. They hit their head and they're out.
2: Yeah, <laughs> how I've always often-
3: it's like a Friday night brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> no.
2: I've always heard that people who've like been in the ring are like, it is not a pillow. It's very, it's tough. It's hard. Yeah.
0: No, it hurts. It yeah. really hurts. Your body, you know, uh, over time gets calloused. So sometimes you don't feel it in the moment, but then once that adrenaline wears off. It's, it's, oof. yeah I think one doctor said every time you bump or fall, it's the equivalent of getting in a, like a 30 or 40 mile an hour car accident. Oh my, oh my God.
2: Time. Oh boy. What were you going to say, Elliot?
1: How often do you get like actually hurt or injured, oh yeah, like required so bad that it requires you to take time off or, or if, or maybe not take time off and you're just, it's just bad.
0: So I've been fortunate enough to, well, until I got to AEW, for the eight years I was on the independence, I was only hurt twice. I had a guy slammed on my head, which knocked me out. Um, And then I did something with my back, uh, which was probably one of the worst pains I've ever had in my uh, life. It felt like somebody was stabbing me in the back with a a knife.
1: Mm.
0: But even just like when I got to AEW, there was, uh, I've said this publicly before, so I don't care saying it again. Um, I tore my Meniscus in a match in November, which was like November 2020, and because I had just gotten signed, I didn't tell anybody because we needed to have a presence on. I can't just get signed and be on TV for two weeks and then you're off for months to get surgery. So I didn't say anything for uh, uh, probably three months. So I wrestled in pain, like a lot of pain. I don't even know what a meniscus
3: is, but that sounds horrible.
0: (laughs) It's basically the pad meniscus is like if this is like uh, your your knee here, yeah. this joint, here, there's a padding in between the bones that like. It's oh, a cushion and you didn't have
3: that. Ow. And,
0: yeah, when you tear that, it becomes bone on bone. Uh, so I was wrestling that for three months and then it popped on me mid match, but I finished the match. So wrestlers don't get a lot of credit for The stuff that they put themselves through for people's entertainment because people have no like no one would have any idea that I was like wanting to cry in pain during this match. Yeah, we nothing, but it's what we do. You know, a lot of. Uh, professional sports you get a blister and the guy's out.
3: Yeah, right, right. No, we,
0: oh, no, no, can't play. So we're we're a very, very tough breed.
3: What you're saying is they're football. pussies. They're pussies. Yeah, that's right.
0: So,
2: Anthony Bowens, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, where can people find you and follow you online and in person?
0: Um, you can follow me at Bowens underscore official on uh, Twitter and Instagram. If you like uh, sketch comedy, parodies, and impressions, please uh, like and subscribe to my boyfriend and I's uh, YouTube channel Michael and Anthony um, we have some funny stuff on there if you like kind of corny humor that and really great. really good impressions Michael is so good um, so check that out I can't That's wait great. to
3: get a shirt that says scissor me daddy I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm... I'll send you the link hit me up on Instagram <laughs> I'm gonna I'm wear that in drag and just like have people say what they will
2: mm. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing
1: so, do you guys play the stock market?
2: Oh, money bags! Glazer <laughs> wants to know some insight into our finances. I'm just,
3: well, I'm just
1: curious. I mean, is that well, is that a secretive thing?
3: No, 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 not. Oh no, no. Not, not at no, all. No, 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 I I stand all. fully behind the Susie Orman. Let people know what you make. <laughs> oh my and god! Make sure that people, you know, that we're, we're we talk about money in this way. I think we should. I think it's very important because there's so much like classism involved in money and. Mm. What people do with their money so do, you, um,
1: do you do you are you in the stock market do you,
3: do yes you i am in the stock market ordering? i'm in i'm in the investment market as well i i have followed my mother's habit of investing money in things that i think are practical and that people need so and I your mom had a killing my mom did very well. That's right,
2: with- wait, wait. What did your mom invest in again? Oh,
3: so like years ago, bra. My mom invested in a company that like had invented the wonder bra, and then Victoria's or the scary. company that owned Victoria's Secret uh, bought it, and then whatever, like it did well. Uh, I think it was Gap or Jake, whatever they called the company, and um, and it did well. Which, but my mom, she did that. It's a great point. She did that after she divorced my dad, and she. Mm-hmm. My dad got custody of us and she had no money and she had no education. She didn't have a lot going for her. And so she invested what she had in this small company. And then she just kind of kept investing over the years and sort of slept on it. And then it became huge. And Mm -hmm. it was a good thing. But that doesn't happen to a lot of people. And it didn't happen to me with what I invested in. So I invested, I figured in something that like everyone needs, toilet paper and stuff. And I did it after Scott Tissue Brand because of my name. So I was like, okay, that's a smart investment. But the one time it did benefit me was with my hardcore standum for Martha Stewart. So mm. when everything was happening with Martha Stewart and her Martha Stewart Omnimedia uh, stock was really, really low. I was like, you know what? I hate what they're doing to Martha. This was around when she was going to prison and the whole j- jail thing was happening. I was like, I hate what they're doing to Martha. I need to support Martha. I had no money, but I had a little bit of money that I could throw into this thing. So I bought some of her stock and I was just like, great, I'm cool. What yeah. happened after she got out? That stock went. Up and guess who had paid for a couple of months? This bit. Nice. Thank you, Martha Stewart. So a yes, few, a I few, do. Yeah,
2: good for you. Well, pay. a lot of people don't know this, but I am considered something of a Warren Buffett type. <laughs> I have had a lot of success investing. Even when I was in high school, I had a you know decent sized life savings. And I bought stock right, right around late, late 2001, early 2002, in a Texas energy company I can't called tell Enron. Or
3: not. Oh and, God! And, and it
2: was—I lost a little bit of money on that one. But uh, a few years later, uh, I was—I I had a paper route in college and I was able to save up a lot more money. And I had a feeling as Amazon was starting to pick off, as uh, pick up as Walmart was, I had a feeling that Kmart was gonna shoot through the roof again. And so I, I put all my money in Kmart. That ended up sort of biting me in the ass. But, but I, the last thing I'll say is I finally, finally was able over the last five, six years to, to save up a good amount of money and right before the pandemic hit, I remember, I'll never forget this, you know, cases of, of the, the, the coronavirus were all over the world, the world was shutting down, people were freaking out. Well, guess what? I thought, People are going to want to get away from home. They're going to want to take a cruise. Buy Carnival Cruise stock right now, March 2020. And so I ended up losing about $25,000 there too. But, <laughs> but all, all things told, I have, I have, I've I I've have sort of been the Warren Buffett, but on the opposite end. I've lost more money than, than people right. really fathom. Yeah. The other you, opposite, opposite Warren Buffett. Yeah, what about, oh, I, oh here we go. Okay, a peek behind the <laughs> curtain.
1: I think that i i have some my god
3: you don't (laughs) know you are painting the picture that brent paints of you so well i don't know if i have stocks
1: (laughs) i think i have some mutual funds through my union i think but otherwise i've always been just wait i feel way too stupid to play the stock market i feel like it's first of all what i don't understand about the stock market is as somebody who has gets no joy from gambling i don't understand the 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 choice to gamble at like if you make a lot of money i don't understand why you wouldn't just be like all right i'm cashing out
2: so I think, I think like the, I like day trading is gambling, like yeah. sort of anticipating, you know, a 10% spike one hour to the next is gambling. I think investing money in mutual funds, sort of broad spectrum. That's a safe bet. Uh, that's a much safer bet. So you could yeah. certainly sit down with your business manager or something and and have him or him or her or they there's also something through like, you know, safe, conservative (laughs) investment. Yeah, of
3: course. But there's also something about investing in a company that you believe in or that you think is a, that is something that's going to be valuable in the future. Like a lot of people investing in, well, Google and Apple and all these other companies that like, you know, are mainstays on the stock market that likely won't have massive drops that you're not going to lose a lot of money. And they aren't seen as like stable stocks to buy into just like, things that people use every day or like, you know, like things like that. They're not going to yeah. be going anywhere. So, right. Uh, that's also kind of a way for people to have fun with the stock market in a lot of ways. And it is kind of fun. I always feel like I'm Melanie Griffith and working girl. When I like look at my stock market portfolio <laughs> and I'm like, oh, look at me. I got some money. Like I'm yeah. the, I don't yeah. take it out or anything. I just it, sort of let it sit because I'm just sort of like let it be, you know. Yeah, of
2: course. That's yeah. That's the it. whole
3: thing. I'm not that's
2: it. your retirement, Alan. Oh, well, I don't know about that, but yeah. Not supposed to go to those Kanye t-shirts for two hundred dollars. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Wait, so Brent, you don't actually have any stocks?
2: Uh, I do. I, I I took I took my money out uh for a couple of years, but I ju- I got back in recently. Yes.
1: What do you What do you invest in, or what do you like to invest
2: in? A very basic, broad Classics. spectrum mutual funds. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yep. Sort of. So is that okay? I mean, this is just a dumb question, but like, basically, if for some reason you knew before COVID that Zoom was going to become huge, oh yeah, you would have
0: put 1,000%. money into
1: Zoom 1, and made a ton of money. Yeah. So right now, you could potentially look at businesses and go, hmm, like they might six, su- they might be at a huge success based on something.
2: Yeah. yeah, like some, some, in, that's some the gamble. tangible,
3: yeah, yeah. Well, it's a ga- It's sure it's a gamble, but if you're, Gosh. if you're playing it that way, if you're, if you're anticipating or forecasting the future of sort of where the economy will be in five years, well then, yeah, that's a gamble. But if you're looking at it sort of like, oh, well, this is a company that I know is stable, that has a stable stock performance for the most part that then it's a, then it's a sort of almost a sound financial investment in that, like you're just, you're investing in a company that is stable, but yet also could potentially grow in different directions in the future
2: yeah but I, I i i do still think at the end of the day most people would probably tell you maybe have some you know fun money that you invest yes. in certain yeah. individual companies but the rest should be um diversify
3: you know, your portfolio d- yeah diversified yeah yeah. A- yeah yeah wow we are adults guys oh we my god really such a good job today wow. we're doing such a good job today. oh it's my so god awesome. i need to invest in martha student omnimedia wait i can't it's closed. What would your, your aunt, aunt say? What would your Aunt
1: Ramona say about something she heard on today's show?
2: I'm on Spotify right now. How again do you spell Aldine? <laughs> <laughs> she's going to love Jason yeah, Aldine. She's going to love it, Jason Jason <laughs> Aldine. Oh my, God.
1: my Aunt Joanne would say, See, not all of us know everything about money. It's a myth. <laughs> 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 We're not all money lenders. How about... Aunt Anne.
3: My Aunt Anne would say, the only stock market I invest in is stockings. I don't care what the girls are doing. <laughs> I'm gonna keep wearing them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, love, it. love Aunt Anne, love Aunt Joanne. I don't give a fuck about Ramona. <laughs> oh,
3: never God. have, never will. Guys, <laughs> go subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com slash you're making it worse. It's you're, making it worse. One. You're, one. You're, you're making it worse. The fun one. Patreon.com slash you're making it worse. You're gonna want it. This is me, daddy. I'm <laughs>